Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Allison Sepinara. And I'm Taylor. And we're the hosts of the Anxiety Chicks podcast, where we dive deep into the reality of anxiety, nutrition, and mental health. Listen as we explore all things anxiety healing while keeping it real, including our own struggles with mental health. We'll bring our expertise as healing professionals to the conversation while discussing the tools and strategies you need to heal the anxious mind. Listen to the Anxiety Chicks on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepinara. And I'm Taylor. And we're so excited to be back here with you guys this week. Um, If you're listening to this, then it is the day before Thanksgiving, and uh, we are celebrating in the U.S., but wherever you're living. Do you know that I, I just realized, this is like a tangent, I, I not just realized, but I think I was like old when I realized that Thanksgiving was only in the United States. <laughs> well, you know, Canada has a Thanksgiving. No, I, I know, but it's like, you know, that's a different, it's a different date, right? Yeah, it was like a couple months ago, I think. And I don't know the history behind that, but I really, I think I was in my probably early 20s when someone said that Thanksgiving was only in the U.S. And I was like, oh, well, okay. Anyway, I think I'm a bad citizen. Um, But for anyone celebrating, happy Thanksgiving. Holidays are coming up. We'll be talking all about that holiday anxiety um, soon too. So stay tuned for that. Um, but we have a really good topic for today. And oh, I also did want to um say I'd love everyone's feedback about our guests lately. We have had more guests on. Um, I personally loved them. Uh, I found <laughs> we've we found a lot of them because they're amazing healers on Instagram, on social media, but also um some are helpful therapists that I just had collaborated with and everything. So Leave us some feedback on it, how you've liked the guest so far. If you guys can email us at theanxietychicks at gmail.com or DM us and just let us know what you're thinking about the guests and if you have any suggestions of anyone that you want us to have on the podcast, we would love that because we will reach out to them. We've been reaching out to some other people too, but um, definitely touch base with us and let us know what you're what you're feeling about the guests. Uh, also, thank you so much someone- for- what? Someone did message me and they said, oh. uh, Selena Gomez. And I said, we are not okay. there yet. 
I said as much as I wish. (laughs) Selena Gomez, if you're listening to the Anxiety Chicks, do you want to come on? My official (laughs) invite to Selena Gomez. I I was like, as much as I want to like wave around my magic wand and I could just get anybody on. I laughed so hard too. I was like, man, these people really give us a lot more credit than we do. I love that whoever wrote that. But you know what? How amazing that would be. I mean, oh my I gosh. was thinking, you know who I would love? Demi Lovato. Because she oh my is. Gosh. I mean, it's so great that so many uh, you know celebrities are talking about mental health now. But Demi uh-huh. Lovato has been through it for sure. Yeah. Um, and Justin Bieber too. Any of those oh, three yeah. that would like to come on the <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, you know, just call us. You have our yeah, number. Just like you know, slide, slide into the DMs. Okay. Yeah. Um. So what's it called? But no, what I was actually finishing saying was also we've gotten some nice reviews lately, and um, people have just been enjoying our podcast, even though you know we've kind of gone to this network, and we have a couple more ads in there now, which is great for us. Um that people are loving it. So thank you guys. And if you feel like you are, um, you know, just joining our podcast, welcome. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes and you can also review us on Spotify. So thank you all. Okay. Let's stop doing this small talk that people love so much and let's start our topic. Okay. Today we are all, we are talking all about why anxiety holds us back and how to reach your goals. Okay, so I feel like this is going to be a heavy topic because where do we even start with this? Um, I think starting with being <laughs> honest with yourself because I think a lot of times, so for me, like something I can think about and my husband even just brought this up last night, um, like traveling, I'll tell myself like, oh, I have no desire to go across the country, I like to another country. I have no desire to go to Hawaii. I have no desire. Like there's so many places around I want to see. Like there's no reason to blah, blah, blah. But at my core, what is the reason behind that? And it is fear. It is the the fear <laughs> I'm still holding on um, to certain things. To me, like the things that I have left that like I still struggle with would be like flying longer than four hours. And then, yeah. um, uh, yeah, no, I would say the, that's the one I struggle with the most. Um, but so when I, when I think about it, it's, it's the fear that's holding me back, but I don't want to admit it. So I think the first step is just like being honest with like looking at things that you think that you're not being held back by fear or by anxiety from, but you really are. So like that, I believe at the core is not me not wanting to go. I think I would love to go. I think it's the anxiety telling me, hey, you know, it's just safer to stay here and we can live our life and enjoy things around here. But but that's a fear. That's a fear thought. And then the yeah. goal would be like getting to go and like seeing beautiful places and how happy and enjo- enjoyable that would be. Yeah. So I agree. I think any everyone probably listening to this and thinking about what is the one thing they can say at the top of their head that definitely holds me back from you know how anxiety holds you back is the fear so and especially anxiety is like essentially that's what anxiety is it's an uncontrollable fear that you have that basically tells you that you're in danger all the time right so if you mm-hmm. feel and your body feels like you're always in danger and you don't even really know where that's coming from, then how are you supposed to achieve anything, let alone, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you have big goals with your career, relationships. I mean, I'm talking about like even daily goals. Right. 
you know, like getting up and going taking a shower, you know, even leaving, like going into the car. There's so many people that are scared of driving. Like yeah. even small, and I actually just posted a reel about this on my Instagram page about how there's um there's just s- small quote unquote small tasks that people think are small during the day that are actually for someone with anxiety are huge accomplishments. Mm-hmm. And I think that that fear is really something that even keeps you from accomplishing even those small goals. And so being able to um, somehow find – I mean, like for me, I I wasn't able to really work on this myself. I did need extra support, right? Like I see a therapist every week. I did a lot of cognitive behavioral work. I mean, I, I am a CBT therapist, you know, and I teach it, so I do know a lot about it. But when I use it on myself, I need support. So um, it's really important to try and kind of work on how you can rewire the way that you think. Because if you're constantly in a state of fear, then most likely your brain and the thoughts going on in your brain that are so loud are the ones that are very intrusive, very negative, very irrational. They're trying to make you stay in the state of fear. Mm-hmm. So I would say definitely. And I mean, it can hold you back in so many different parts of your life too, financially, socially, I mean, physically. I mean, you know the physical part yeah, so well, yeah. right? With like the panic attacks. Absolutely. Um, because I was like a huge, a huge, like all my whole life athlete and just always athletic, always into sports, always working out. And then when I was going through the worst of it. It was like, oh my gosh, I can't even walk down to the mailbox because I swore my heart was going to give out. And so that was a huge joy to me was moving my body. And I let anxiety hold me back because I was so scared. And I think right. that I think that at the core of all of this, which we can get into in a bit, would be to get through these things of anxiety holding you back is the exposure and showing yourself that, yeah. hey, this thing that I'm so scared of really isn't that big if you if you see it if you approach it head on when you show the fear and you actually do it you're like wow like you know anxiety was telling me all these things about this fear but when I did it it really wasn't that bad and then you change the thought in your head and the loop and okay one that I was I don't want to interrupt you, but I want to do I do want to save the goals for like later in the episode I kind of want to get through the what holds us back first kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But what were you going to say? Oh, no, I was saying like a, another one I just thought of that actually is really big and I wasn't thinking about it. And a lot of people experience this is, you know, right when you get married, everyone being like, so when are you having kids? And then like the thought of being pregnant oh, is God. like so scary. That's, yeah. But it's well, like. That can be another, that can be another example of what, of, the type of anxiety that can hold someone back, right? Because there's all different types of anxiety. And I feel like that pressure from society or like your family or a pressure from other people can create anxiety around like what's – like what you're supposed to do versus well, like I, what no, you I, want to do. I, what, I was, what I was saying is I actually – like I want kids. Like, I, like the thought of like having a family and all this, I want that. But it's just this fear in me of like – what am I going to feel like? Like, what is it like to be pregnant? Like, what if I have oh. a bad pregnancy? Yeah, like that kind oh, of stuff. It's oh, like okay, the fear. Okay. Like that's the, hold, fear. The, the fear of that's holding you back from doing it. 
Well, especially because I have so much health anxiety. It's like, oh my gosh, you're growing a life in you. Like I'm so literal that that is just like, I can't believe we do that as humans. But like, yes, I I would want kids like I all my friends are pregnant right now, basically. Two of my friends, one's due on Christmas, one's due in February. And I'm like, I want that. Like, I love kids so much. Like, I want like four kids. But I'm just like, I gotta, ex- I just gotta do it. Like, I don't think you're ever going to be, and someone t- talked to me about this. They were like, I don't think you're ever going to be ready, especially as someone who deals with anxiety. You're like, oh, I gotta get this done first. I have to do this in life. I have to do this, blah, 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 blah. There's always something that has to be done. Oh, yeah. And I just have to like, head dive into it, you know? And so oh, yeah. that's that's what someone told me. Like someone, one of my friends who like doesn't even have anxiety, she was like, no one feels ready. She was like, no one is like, oh, it's the perfect time to have a child. I am so ready. You just mm-hmm. like, I mean, obviously there are things you need to get your ducks in order. Like financially, are you stable to have a kid? And then like, you know, uh, do you have support and all that stuff? But um yeah, like I have all those boxes checked. The only box that isn't checked is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm growing a life inside of me. Like that's like what? So like, that's the that's like the uncontrollable fear you have of that. Would you yeah, say? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like what? Like you, I mean, you hear about especially with TikTok, and I know a lot of people relate to this. Is you see like horror stories of people's pregnancies and like yeah. things that gone went wrong, and you're just like, oh my gosh. And then like after having the kid, is it going to trigger anxiety or, or depression? And mm-hmm. am I prone to that? How do I prevent that? It's just there's so many. I'm in a comfort zone right now by not being pregnant. So do you feel like that fear is holding you back from getting pregnant? At 100%. So I would so, have been pregnant a year ago. <laughs> okay. So so this is great, actually. This is a good real life example. So how are you going to um you have a goal, right? I guess in your mind, yeah. both of you together that you want to have a family. How do you envision you getting through this to kind of reach that goal? So that fear. I did yeah. So I found out about multiple things. One is my OBGYN offers like pre-pregnancy, like health screenings and uh uh, this, these like blood tests you can get done to like see if you're like going to be a high risk pregnancy or not. And then if you're a high risk, I learned that there's so many uh, extra appointments you get where they do extra blood work, extra blah, blah, blah. And they even consider nowadays, uh, if you're prone to depression and anxiety, you can be seen as a high risk pregnancy, which mm-hmm. I didn't know that was like, they like took that into consideration. And so just educating myself first was like, the first step for me and that's what I've been doing yeah. and just um knowing all the things to do uh to have a healthy pregnancy and then like preparing yourself like it like reminding myself that we we were made to do this like we are mm. and honestly like this sounds weird but even like just looking at animals and like how this mm-hmm. is like this is life like this is mm-hmm. how we got here it's like people have babies every single day but I have gotten so many messages from people saying like they want family so bad. And this is something that's uh, their anxiety is holding them back. Like this is super common. Right. And, so you're doing um, some kind of like cognitive work there too. You're thinking yeah. about it differently, right? Yeah. You're, so like, you're, yeah. Yeah. Preparing that. And then, you know, um, that that's all I can, reminding myself, that's all I can control. And then reminding myself of like how far medicine has come and hospitals also like picking the hospital that I feel most comfortable delivering at, like picking the right OBGYNs I feel most comfortable with. Like those are the things I can control. Everything Mm -hmm. else I have to remind myself that I have no control of and I have to let go of. 
And so that's, yeah, it's just kind of like working through all of that. And then, you know, once it happens and once you're pregnant, you're pregnant. I mean, there's nothing you can really do. You can't like just get out of it. I mean, you can, but you know, I, I I want kids. So it's like, uh, I think you just have to do all you can. And then the rest is just like, yeah, well, that, that was a awesome, like real life example that I think is, is a great example for everybody. Um, as far as this fear goes, and this is something that really makes makes you anxious and Mm -hmm. makes you think about certain parts of, well, first of all, you don't really know. It's very uncertain, right? Right now. So uncertainties are really um, (laughs) scary for people with anxiety. Yeah. But that was such a nice reflection on what you feel like you're going to do in order to reach that goal. And I think that's what, you know, when we start talking about goals a little bit more and how to kind of not let anxiety hold you back. It really there is a huge part of it that's psychological, and mm-hmm. and a huge part of it that um, is going to take thinking differently about situations. Like, I mean, I'm obviously going to be an advocate of that because I do a lot of CBT work, and I just see the power of of thoughts and and the power of changing them. Um, but yes, so fear, I fear is one of the the biggest um i think the biggest things that hold people back another one i want to talk about that i think um some people can relate to is like lack of confidence mm. and feeling just not feeling kind of like worthy of of where you're at in life or maybe in a relationship or something like that and i think once you've experienced anxiety you automatically have this like belief that something is wrong with you. Maybe not everyone does. If you don't, then I'd love to hear from you because I feel like everybody, every client I work with has this kind of core belief that you know they're not enough or that something's wrong with them and they don't know why they are this way. And it can kind of be a, a vicious cycle sometimes because you feel like – I just sort of reel about this too. You kind of feel like you're you're on this really awesome trajectory and you're healing and you really have a good handle on what you can control and um you know you're using your affirmations and you're really waking up and doing that like CBT work and you're regulating your nervous system I'm using all of my healing tools and then like one day you wake up and it's just a horrible day right or things in life happen like my dad died or things you can't control and then all these symptoms come back all of like you remember how you felt five years ago and that was the darkest time in your life and you're starting to see symptoms of that again happening and you start feeling so scared and just feeling really bad about yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like like I've come so far. Why am I why is this happening again? Right. Um and so I think that really plays, at least for me and a lot of people I've talked to, it just really it it takes a toll on your confidence. Mm-hmm. And it can make you, it can it can just. I, at least I I know it. It's made it maybe um, what my goals, quote unquote, for different parts of my life that I had planned, you know, in the near future, maybe are just in the future now, not in the near future. There, it's going to take me a little longer to get there, which is okay. So I just, I think being able to work on you know, self-love and really being patient and compassionate with yourself is huge when it comes to like confidence, if lack of confidence or feeling not worthy is holding you back. 
um, from reaching your goals, you know, because a lot of that makes me anxious so much. I, I was anxiety, about to ask you that. My anxiety makes me anxious. My anxiety makes me feel bad about myself a lot of times. Um, and then I feel bad about myself, so I feel anxious. Like it's, it's – I, I was about to ask if at yeah. your core of the – lack of confidence is fear. Like if you look at what is the lack of confidence leading mm. to, is it fear? Like your lack of, con- say like Interesting. I'm, I'm lacking confidence in uh, putting myself out there to go on a date or something. Um, right. Is that lack of confidence is at the core of that, the fear of going on this date, getting connected to someone and then it, it ending in shambles again or them rejecting yeah. me or and then is that like that yeah. fear of abandonment there? It's like mm-hmm. the rejection and there, there's so much at the root of like things, you know, it's like a lot of people when you look at like the lack of confidence, it's or self-esteem, you know, it's it's a, it's a fear in the end of this something that you're about to get into is going to just go to to shambles, you know? Yeah, well, totally. I, I think definitely it's connected. And I think all of the things we're going to talk about are, are connected. Um because, you know, our mind, our body are connected. We can't necessarily break down. We have so many thoughts every day and everybody has some type of belief about who they are. Um, and everybody has the emotion of fear and everybody has emotions. So people are going to feel scared at some point in their life. But unfortunately, if you have anxiety, you s- sometimes can't tell the difference between really what's scary and what's just perceived as scary and what is dangerous for real. You kind of think everything is. Um, so you're right. When it comes to my confidence, for me, at least that's very much, you said the dating thing, that's very much <laughs> what I'm starting to go through again yeah. is the yeah. dating situation and the dating. Oh, gosh, I don't even want to go there. We'll do like an update again after the new year and we'll t- tell you all about that if you care. But um. You know, confidence is a huge thing. And I always, I, you know, I, I've never really had great self-confidence. It's, it's, I know it sounds sad to hear that because whenever I hear that from someone, I'm, I'm thinking in my mind, oh my gosh, they're such amazing. They're such, they're such an amazing human being. I mean, he or she is so, you know, beautiful inside and out. And, but if you don't believe that about yourself, you know, like someone could tell me that until I'm blue in the face and I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, thanks. If I don't believe it, doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. So, so when it comes to, so that's kind of, um, that's where I can get to kind of the goals, like how to kind of move forward from that and how that, you know, that's connected so much to my anxiety. And what I really work on is, you know, like I said, finding compassion for myself, um, surrounding myself with people that are real, genuine people that, um, don't judge me, and that can acknowledge that they're they can hold space for me when I am anxious, and that I'm not like a damaged person because I have it. <laughs> and also that um, I'm doing a lot of self love work as well. I talk a lot about Louise Hay on this podcast, so she is the queen of like affirmations, and she has a book called Love Yourself, Heal Your Life that I give to all my clients. I tell them to do it. It's a workbook. And there's also another book that goes along with it. Um, I hadn't done it in a long time. And I had done the whole thing a couple of years ago. I just started it again. It's just a really great way to – she has so many good exercises on what you can do to really 
work on loving yourself. Mirror work is a huge part of that. You know, I'll look in the mirror and I'll talk to myself lovingly and I'll even do it like without any clothes on because my lack of confidence is a lot to do with my body and the way that I look. Just talk to myself differently and also making sure that I'm moving my body and being active, not even because I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to be like so skinny, but I love the way I feel when I move my body. It gives me energy and I feel strong and it's just, you know, it really makes me feel good. It makes me feel confident. I also, you know, you're talking about the fear thing. I also do things outside my comfort zone. And that I think is the hardest part for so many people. Mm-hmm. Is doing things outside their comfort zone. You already have. You have to start learning what it is that you're uncomfortable with, and try and sit with your discomfort. So the dating, I've only had a couple virtual dates. I'm gonna go out on a date with someone in the next couple weeks. Definitely feeling, just, not like my bet. You know, I think. I don't want to go off on a tangent, but like when you're grieving or you're going through something, major transition in your life, or like when you're going to have a kid, like there's not really ever a time you're going to be like, yay, I'm ready to have a kid. It's going to always be hard. Same thing. Like I'm going to, I'm living with my grief. My dad's not going to be here. I'm living with the way my life is now. I don't know if I'm going to have kids and I need to still, my goal of like wanting to be married and maybe have, you know, be a stepmom one day or something. I have to do this and take a risk if I want to try and do that, you know? So it's like taking risks. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's what I said in the beginning. I was like, the first thing is like recognizing that thing that that's holding you back. So like yours is like your fear of, you know, getting into a relationship and it not, it taking you one step away from that goal. Cause your goal is marriage. Like you really want to be married. And then, so your fear is going on this other date, uh, getting attached again and then that falling and then you feel like okay now I'm another step back I'm another year older I'm another step back but the thing is is like there is no timeline you know and I think that's another thing I remind myself with like the pregnancy thing is like you know like we're in such a great day and age where there's a lot you can do before you're comfortable but it's first recognizing that fear having the goal and then what are the steps to get to that goal and like you said, getting out of the comfort zone. So that's where the exposure to the things that aren't really that comfortable for you. So Mm -hmm. like it wouldn't be comfortable for me to get on a plane and fly for five hours, but how am I ever going to get over the fear of flying over four hours? Right. Besides getting on the plane and flying for five hours and showing myself we made it to the destination and you're okay. Yep. So a lot of times it's it's just you got to like – you kind of got to just jump. You got to go one, two, three, four, five, jump. Or what is it? What is it? Mo Robbins, five, four, three, two, one, go. You can't yes, really think. Yes. You kind of, five, four, three, two, one, go. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Five, four, three, two, one, Allison goes on the date. Five, four, three, two, one, I get on the plane. Five, four, three, two, one, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I know. And I, um, you know, I, I, I love that, you know, concept by Mel Robbins because I honestly, like how I was talking about quote unquote, the small things that you do every day that are hard. Mm-hmm. I actually do that every day when I w- don't want to get out of bed. Yeah. It's the first thing I count down from five because I remember her and I'm like, okay, five, four, three, two, one, I'm getting out of bed. And sometimes I'll press snooze like twice <laughs> or something and like five, four, three, two, one, getting out of bed now. 
Five, four, and three, so, two, one, snooze. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want it to, yeah. You know, sometimes I'll do three. Oh, you know. But um, but it really works because I'm like, I have to get up right now. And that seems like a small thing, but it really isn't. It helps me. And I don't even think. I just say five, four, three, two, one, get up. And I get out of bed and I get up. I make my bed. It's very mechanical almost. You know, it's like brushing my teeth. Now I'm brushing. Like I even talk to myself sometimes. Okay, I'm brushing my teeth. That's what I'm doing now. And then I'm going to go put the tea on. So you all know how important it is to replenish electrolytes, right? This can be after having a few glasses of wine or working out or even just to have an active lifestyle. Replenishing your electrolytes is so important, which is why I love this week's sponsor, Element. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means lots of salt with no sugar. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, which is 1,000 milligrams sodium, 200 milligrams potassium, 60 milligrams magnesium. With none of the junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, and no BS. Element is formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited for folks following keto, low-carb, or paleo diet. I actually love Element because I was drinking another type of electrolyte drink for the past year that was not Element, and it had so much sugar in it. I had no idea until someone pointed it out. So I tried Element, and I love their orange flavor, and it makes me feel so good after a few glasses of wine the night before. Or honestly, if I'm just feeling sluggish in the morning, I'll drink a a glass of Element and you just mix it with water and I I feel so energized. It's awesome. Electrolytes facilitate hundreds of functions in the body, including the conduction of nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, and fluid balance. Element can help prevent and eliminate headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, sleeplessness, and other common symptoms of electrolyte deficiency. Element is used by everyone from NBA, NFL, and NHL NHL players, Olympic athletes, Navy SEALs, to everyday moms and dads and exercise enthusiasts, which is me. Right now, Element is offering our listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single-serving packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash anxiety checks. This deal is only available through our link, so you must go to drinkelement.com slash anxiety checks. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash anxiety checks. Also, Element offers no questions asked refunds. Try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, share it with a salty friend, and they will give your money back. No questions asked. You have nothing to lose. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. 
Download the new Bumble now. I think that, um, you know, one of the best ways to try and, you know, achieve any goals you have, even if you struggle with anxiety or mental health concerns, is to get out of your comfort zone. I know it's so much easier said than done. Um, so I don't want to like minimize how I, hard that is. I huh? got a great idea when we got when we like paused for a second. Our podcast messed up for a second, so we had to pop oh, back yeah. in. But <laughs> I got a great idea. So getting like a big like computer sheet of paper and like in the left side writing like something anxiety that you like anxiety is holding you back from, and then on the right side drawing a line in between the two, and on the right side writing um the goal you want. And then yeah. the, on the line, making marks kind of like a timeline and like of all the things you can do to help you work through that anxiety to get you to that goal. And then oh as gosh, you work that. through those little steps and it doesn't have to be big things. It could be like the tiniest little steps. As you work through those steps, you like cross or you like highlight it or like cross it off or something. And then you get to that big goal and you're like, look at all I've done to get to this goal, like I'm so one, I'm so proud of myself. And yeah. two, I am capable and able to to do this goal. Yes. I love so that. So like let's let's do a real life example. So like yours is uh the what is holding you back? The uh um anxiety that is holding you back is um what, In what the part? fear like of failure. Dating? Of, yeah, the fear of it failing. Yeah. Of it fear not of going. It failing. Yeah. And they're them abandoning you and having that mm-hmm. breakup again, right? Mm-hmm. And then the goal is you want to be married, so mm-hmm. you make that line in between. And then a little, what what could little checks be? So like the first one could be like allowing yourself to download apps. Yeah, I was just gonna say I downloaded yeah. the apps. Yeah, downloaded the app. I, and then like, what would the next step be? Um, I bought a book called Manifest, and it talks a lot about like changing the way I think about the future and how to how to start learning how to manifest. A relationship and think differently about it and do a vision board. Okay, cool. So you, like, you downloaded oh the app. You're like, okay, the app is there on my phone. And then now I'm going to do self-work in between creating account. So mm-hmm. I have the app. I can like look at it. Maybe you have an account, but you don't fill out the account. You're just kind of looking. You can, yeah. You're allowed to look. Uh, and then in the meantime, you're doing that next checkpoint, which is I'm going to do some self-work right now. I'm going to manifest what I want. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to practice my self-love and self-compassion. And I'm going to forgive myself, fully forgive myself and fully love myself. That's what I'm going to work on on that next checkpoint. So then what would the next checkpoint be? Um, Probably what I've been doing is going – like actually redid my profile and have been – actively searching. I've been very passively searching for a while where it's like, oh, uh-huh. whatever. If someone wants to contact me, they will and blah, blah, blah. Like I'm not going to put a lot of work into it. I would it say and- even before that, before that checkpoint would be making a list of uh, things I will allow and things I will not allow this time around. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. Like, like you said, like that one time when you went on that date and when you asked the person about what do you see yourself in five years and they were like, blah, blah, blah. Like they were like, whoa. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, that was never asking that. <laughs> Yeah, you just like that's a that's a cross off. Like yeah. I want some I want someone and like you said with the manifesting, you could do even a manifesting sheet of my next uh boyfriend will be okay with talking about the future. Yeah. Want to have a family. Uh be okay with uh me uh 
bringing up touchier subjects. Be yeah. okay with so these with are the things having these are anxiety. On, yeah, these are non-negotiables. Yes. So you yes. have that list, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then redoing your profile. Okay, what what is my true authentic self? I'm not going to put on a front. I'm not going to act like the girl they want me to be. I'm going to be me and somebody will love me for who I am. There will be mm-hmm. no more games. I'm not going to be like the perfect girl for you. I'm going to be me. And if that's not what you want, then next. So that yep. that's so you make that list of non-negotiables. And then your next step is like you said, going through the app and not forcing things. If somebody wants to contact you, good. Hi, how are you? Right. You know, like, right. and, and giving But I also chances. can't just be like a, a, a like a, um, on standby, you know, like I have to, no. I have to be proactive also. So I've been proactively more recently, ma- like searching and like matching with people and trying to keep a conversation going. But, you know, I think that's something that I'm, and then I, I did like maybe a virtual date is the next thing. And then like, I will go meet someone again and meet them in person and start doing that again. And then it comes to like, you know, intimate stuff, which I don't know how I'm going to be with that because I don't even want to think about that yet because I I don't know. But yeah, it's but, baby steps. But, look, it, but it look at that though. Look at that though. You have that piece of paper. You put that on your wall. I want everyone to make one of these. I'm going to make one of these. You put that on your wall and you look at that and you say, I have done all I can do. If I have done all I can do, that's all I can ask of myself. And I love myself for that. And I'm so proud of myself for that. And if I get to that goal and it still fails, I can always try again. And I know that I've put in the work. I've done all I can. The rest is out of my control. I have this saying that I tell myself all the time. I'm not allowed to worry about the things I can't control until I've done all the things I can control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, you know, something that works for me too in these, when I think about kind of like facing my fears or like doing things, being uncomfortable, but doing them anyway, Mm -hmm. um, is kind of just like recognizing that I can do hard things right? Like Mm -hmm. just because I'm nervous doesn't mean I'm just nervous. Like part of me is probably a little excited, (laughs) you know? Um, and, and that, and, and I've said that, I've said that to myself out loud a couple times, even before a date, just that I can do hard things. And what's the worst thing that can happen tonight with this date? What is the worst thing? I go out, I have some conversation and maybe it's not a match. That is it. Right, you had and human connection. The, you had a nice meal. If it doesn't work, it doesn't 100%. work. Hundred percent. Most of the times, all of our fears. It's like we catastrophize so much with the worst case scenario, and the mm-hmm. chances of those things happening when it's actually like a worst case is so 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 small. So, mm-hmm. really, the what you say to yourself and the words that you speak, it's going to be very important. And so, I'm going to do that. I appreciate that. I think that's amazing. It's a very CBT type of exercise. I love that. I think I'm rubbing off on you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the whole well, like I think, I worksheet. Think it's smart it's so great. To, like, I think it's smart too because in the timeline for other people's fears and stuff, you can add in little exposures. It doesn't have to be this big thing like, okay, my goal is to get married. Okay, I'm going to go on a, on 17 dates this month and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I'm going to take these little tiny steps mm-hmm. that make the big picture not so scary. 
Yeah. Because I've done all these little steps. And so once yeah. I've done all these little steps, so if like yours is like fear of flying, you know, it's the fear of flying. And then the goal is to like make it to this beautiful destination, right? So like we've talked about before, you can do the fear of flying courses. You can uh, talk with the pi- uh, the the flight attendants. Uh, there's all these things you can put on your timeline, right? You can take a little 30-minute flight, like all these things. And once you get to that big goal, you're like, I'm capable. Mm-hmm. I may still have fear when I get to that goal. I may still be anxious, but look at all of the things I've done to make this fear not so big. I love that. I mean, the visual things are amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. if you guys haven't done, I mean, I love this exercise and I agree that everyone should do this. Um, and maybe like even, you know, take a look at what their goals are. Like just having that visual up of saying, oh my gosh, yes, that's my goal and actually seeing it in front of you. Mm-hmm. It matters. And I think that's why vision boards are like very, very healing for a lot of people. Some people listening might be like, oh God, vision boards, woo woo, whatever. But (laughs) they are really like if you're, if you set an intention and you're really doing them the way that they're intended, um, they can be so effective. And I actually had have one and I did it a couple years ago. And when I bought this new book, Manifest, they, there's a chapter about certain vision boards. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe – like I was I was basically not doing it with intention. I just kind of was – I took some magazines and like I glued like things that I was like, this is going to make me happy and this is going to make me happy. This is what it is. There wasn't a lot of intention around it. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the things will probably be similar of, you know, what I'm looking for but not necessarily – like I think I I think the one thing I put was like a huge mansion or something. I don't even care at this point. <laughs> right, it's more right. like I just want to find love. You know, it was superficial kind of. So, right. but like visually seeing that is is going to be something that's I think so helpful for so many people. Um, so I love that. I love that, Taylor. Yay! Um, I think, that's, I think so, that's a really good first step for people. I really do. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's, there's one other thing too, that I just wanted to mention that holds me back sometimes. Um, and I'm even like thinking about how this was the past, I mean, obviously I'm going through a breakup and grieving and stuff, but sometimes I become so apathetic where I feel like I just don't care anymore, which is, and I, and like, I'm so indifferent. And not like, oh, I don't care. Like, I'm living my life. I don't care what anyone says or thinks. Like, I'm just doing me. Yeah. I mean, I want to get to that point. (laughs) But I'm talking more of like an apathetic where just like I I don't – maybe I can't – I don't even believe that it'll happen kind of thing. You know? Do you feel like that's a – that kind of sounds a little bit like a slight – like almost depression symptoms though. Yeah, and that might be well, you know, anxiety and depression are so um yep. so similar as far yeah, as like yeah, the thoughts yeah. that go through our mind. The symptoms look very different, but the thoughts we have when we're anxious and depressed can look very similar. And so yeah, yeah, I think I think there's more more of yeah, like an apathy in certain moments where um I don't know, I just I remember I, like I, I, ju- I like regarding the apathy thing. I remember like when my anxiety was just so bad. I was just like, I don't even care to shower. I was like, I literally don't care. Yeah. I was like, I don't care to have friends. I don't care to take care of my hygiene. 
Like it was just like, I, I literally don't care. And I truly like felt that way. Like I was like, I don't care. I, I just yeah. like, it's, it's a real, it's a really real feeling. So if you struggle with that, like I, I feel for you, Allie. Oh my God. We see you so much. And that's why I think I just, anyone who can identify with that, I just, you know, want to go back to how, what I was saying before about those steps every day that they are mm-hmm. not small, like waking no. up and making your bed and getting yeah. out of bed and, and literally getting out of bed. I was like, I don't care yes. about starting a new day today. Like I was like, I mm-hmm. could literally, like, I remember one time like waking up and being like, I just want to go back to bed. Like I wish yeah. it was nighttime to go back to sleep. And that's like scary. That's a really scary feeling. Yeah. It's not that I like wanted to die because obviously I was like so scared of death. I was just like, I, I just, I don't really care to do anything today. Yeah. And I think that in those moments where I've, I've recognized I'm getting into like kind of a dark space where mm-hmm. when you start isolating yourself and um, I know lately I've been having like some back problems and some health problems. I wasn't reaching out as much to my support system because I sort of was in this like not fight or flight. I was like frozen. I've been yeah. in this sort of frozen state where I just don't know what's happening in yeah. my life. I, I think – I mean I'm now with with therapy and I went on this amazing yoga retreat this past weekend. I want to do an episode on that because it was unbelievable and life-changing. Um, I think with some of the things I've been, again, making myself do, I was very nervous about this retreat. I was going by myself, totally outside my comfort zone. And I have been able to kind of pull myself up and, and I've realized a lot of what I've been going through is grief. Um, yeah. My, it's just incredible how our body physically responds to grief and responds to anxiety and responds to fear. Cause I'm, I know that my back and my neck issues and all that stuff totally is a product of my stress and my grief. And I was able to let a lot of that go this weekend. I feel like myself again to some extent. It's it's incredible. But I think when you get to this place where you're just like, I don't care, those steps, like waking up, making your bed is huge brushing your teeth and then saying okay i have to go to work i'm getting my keys i'm getting putting my clothes on you know i'm going to take a walk today making sure you're moving your body like just trying to even if your brain's like telling you oh my gosh this doesn't matter this doesn't matter you know we're talking a lot about the thoughts and how thoughts can totally change the way we feel sometimes you have to kind of do the motions before your thoughts catch up with you, right? So like Mm -hmm. take a walk and you might notice after 10 or 15 minutes, wow, I actually am feeling a little bit better moving. Um, and, And making sure that you're taking care of your physical health too, you know? I mean, in those moments, it was really important for me to to make appointments with some doctors I needed to see and also to see my therapist twice a week. I saw her twice a week for a little while. Um, I knew that what I was experiencing was not me, you know? Right. And so you can feel that. So by listening to this, I'm already proud of you because that means that you are working on yourself. If you're listening to our podcast, you're trying to learn more about anxiety and be self-aware. Um, you know, I would suggest going to our Instagram page too and our TikTok and just um, 
educating yourself on on what you can do to build your own toolkit. Um, you know, my book is great for that. Get the Anxiety Healer's Guide and start creating a toolkit of strategies and exercises and cognitive behavioral um, tools that you can use in order to create a toolkit that can help you when you start feeling like you're in this dark place. And that's basically how I wrote the book, by the way. <laughs> I was in I, because I was in so many of these dark places, I had like folders and folders of information and, you know, exercises that I've done and everything that I did and my support systems that created my toolkit. And that's basically how I wrote the book, after years and years of just learning. And I'm still learning. Um, and I use my book all the time myself. So the point is, you're not alone and if you're feeling like you're getting into that little – like that dark space or whether it's with anxiety or depression, there is a way out and there is light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, I remember, Taylor, you talking a lot about your panic disorder and how you probably never thought back then that you would be panic disorder free for how long now? Uh, five, five, almost six years. <laughs> like five, six yeah, years. You probably crazy. never thought of that. No. Back then. No, um, never thought there'd be another day without a panic attack, truly. And I, and people are always like, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if, if it'll ever happen. And I'm like, I truly thought that too. Like, I promise you, there was never a bone in my body that was like, well, I think I could get through this. Like, I remember just being, I was holding, I was grasping onto straws at this point, like just trying to like make it through for my family at that point. Like, I remember yeah. being like, I just don't want to lose, I don't want to leave them. That was the only reason I was holding on. And I, I just know that there's a way out and there's there's hope, now. there's healing, there's so mm -hmm. much for everybody. I never thought that I would be able to survive without my dad. Yeah. Like I remember being like younger and trying to like imagine a day where he would die and I couldn't do it. I'd be like – I think that was where a lot of my panic attacks came from is that like – the people around me are not going to be here someday and my parents aren't going to be here some I'm going to be here without them someday and I've worked through so much of that and I'm surviving and yeah. I'm okay you know mm -hmm. um anyway thanks for kind of I feel like you gave me a therapy session today Taylor <laughs> usually I'm the one asking you the deep questions <laughs> thank you though this was sweet so yeah I don't was there anything else that no we I, missed I, I think everybody should log off and make themselves a timeline sheet of all yeah. their fears and then the goals they want, no matter how little or big. I love it. Yeah. And please, if you do, can you post it and tag us or just- Or even DM send, it to us. Yeah. Like DM us a picture of it or something. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be cool. Just let us know. We'd love it. All, all right. right well, until further ado, do, do. We will see Have you guys- Have a great Thanksgiving after thanksgiving and um we love you and happy healing and we hope everyone survives their um thanksgiving their holiday weekend <laughs> bye guys bye seeking the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery join june parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.